there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Yes, here we go for all the money on a Monday. Paulie and Matt Humans, Mitch out today. Back tomorrow, loaded show coming up. Frank Nobolo on the uh, U.S. Open and preview the Open Championship less than a month away. William Hill on the Yankees. Greg Wyshynski on Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final. And Tim Doyle, Taco NBA Draft, which gets underway on Thursday. Yankees in action tonight. A lot going on in the world of sports. Could the suspension be coming soon for Watson? How you doing, friend? Hey, good to see you again, buddy. All right, good. good great lineup today yes. for a Monday show. It yep. is. It is a good lineup, and it was a great uh, golf tournament over the weekend, especially yeah. Saturday. Saturday was everything you wanted with the weather, the wind, and they looked like an amateur out there, all the double bogeys. And then they got a little bit of uh, help in a break that you had the rain on Saturday night. It made it a little bit easier <laughs> on Sunday. But I was thinking it could be mass chaos going into Sunday what could happen because the course was so difficult on Saturday. But that's the type of golf I like to watch, and I think you do too. We, we don't want to yes. watch. We always laugh about the John Deere Classic when the winner is 25 under par. You don't want to see that in a major. You want to see guys struggle where sometimes par is a good score. And uh, this major at the Country Club in Brookline, mm-hmm. Massachusetts, really challenged these players all four days, especially when the wind was blowing. It was a little bit colder on the weekend. And uh, you saw some players really implode at different times. Uh, unfortunately, when it, the dust settled, Will Zalatoris tied for second again. The third I time Can you believe in five it? months I've finished second with this guy. And I'm not alone. I know a lot of yep. people betting Willie Z. <laughs> and uh, it's frustrating. He had a two-stroke lead in the back nine yesterday. Yep. He battled back, Paul. He bogeyed two of the first five holes. It looked like he played his way out of it. He came all the way back to take a two-stroke lead and then let it get away, and Matt Fitzpatrick wins. They mention it on the broadcast uh, in between all the commercials. They fit some golf in. But they mentioned the right rough tendencies. He was ranked 203. Yeah. So he, yeah. he that was the problem when he had the – well, for much of the weekend, but also when he had the lead, he would just right, right with the tee shot. Yeah. And that got him in trouble. But I thought he made it. I thought we were going to a playoff. I thought he made the putt on 18. Well, all the drama again. How about the putt on 17? Yes. He, he had an uphill putt on 17. You have to be aggressive with uphill putts. You can't leave them short. And to me, that's where he made the bigger mistake because he left the uphill putt short uh-huh. by two inches. You cannot leave that putt short. He had the right line. 
It was just uh, two inches short. And then on 18, you know, that's a tough putt to hit. That, that thing can easily yes. slide right by the cup. He said six feet out. He thought it was in. And uh, that's how tricky those things can be. But you, you talked about his uh, tendency to drive right. I thought on the 15th hole, he got screwed a little bit in terms of bad luck. So Fitzpatrick hit his drive way right on the 15th. Yes, you recall he did. this? Yes. But he got was a better he, made, he made the putt. This is when yeah, Fitzpatrick yeah. nailed the putt on 15. Fitz, okay. On 15, yeah. Fitzpatrick hit his drive way right. Yes. But he got a better lie because he hit it all the way into the spectators where the grass was trampled down. Mm-hmm. Zalatoris actually just hit his drive barely right, but Correct. it bounced into the high rough. What happens? Fitz birdies, Willie Z bogeys, and that, that's a big turnaround right there. So a lot of times yep. just a little bit of bad luck. Uh, a, a bad roll here or there can uh, determine a golf tournament, but I thought the 15th hole and then the 17th where Willie Z left that uphill putt short, which you cannot do, uh, those two things really determine that. And we got to give Fitzpatrick credit, too. The second that, shot on 18? The fairway bunker shot. Oh, yeah, the second shot on 18 incredible. was a phenomenal shot. Yes. Uh, and, you know, you can also say he won the tournament with that shot. Yep, absolutely. There was also a couple times, including early Saturday, where I thought Scheffler was going to win this and run away and hide. Because yeah. Saturday, I mean, he was just, he was uh, five over on yeah. 11 through 14. When you look at, so this guy is six under on Saturday, mm-hmm. has the eagle, and then he gets down to one under. And you think, okay, well, that's it for him. Then he storms all the way back and has the lead on Sunday. But it wasn't just Scheffler, but you also saw what, I mean, how tricky eight was if you couldn't get it up that hill. 8 and 12 would have made what these guys look amateurish out there. But, again, there were several times where you thought this damn chef was going to do it again. And especially it was Sunday for me. And and and, uh, and Fitzpatrick gets it done first. And first don't forget about United this. At, at the end of Saturday, John Rahm, who was last year's U.S. Open winner at Torrey Pines, yeah. had the lead. He yep. double bogeyed the last hole. Cor- right. Look at this leaderboard mm-hmm. that we finished up with. At the U.S. Open, Matt Fitzpatrick, Scotty Scheffler, Will Zalatoris, Hideki Matsuyama, Colin Morikawa, Rory McIlroy. Uh, you got some of the biggest names in golf up there. The top six guys on that board yesterday. Uh, props to Jeff Sherman, who listens to this show almost every day. Uh-huh. The Westgate Superbook golf oddsmaker had Matt Fitzpatrick at 40 to 1. It's a good score for him. Uh, Wes Reynolds of VSIN also had uh, Matt Fitzpatrick. Wes and I both came up short with Willie Z, however, at 25 to 1. Oh, that's okay. Right. That's uh, about Willie Z now. Oh, boy. And nine major starts, Paul. He's got six top 10 finishes, including three second place finishes. Oh, it'll happen. It'll it'll get there. Yeah. It was, you know, I'll tell you another one. You have to keep betting him, right? (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'll give you another one. That Rory could have won that damn thing if he could have made a putt yesterday. No doubt about it. How many opportunities did he blow with it? He couldn't make a damn putt. So, what do we do with Rory? who is now 0 for his last 29 in majors since his win in 2014. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, he tied for fifth this week. He was second at the Masters. You know, he's been close. Yeah. At some point, he's going to break through and win one. I don't know if it's going to be the British Open next month. Uh, but the thing about Rory, he has such an advantage with the driver. He bombs it off the tee. But his wedge game is a little weak. And as you as you noted, he, uh, his putter goes cold sometimes. Yep. So he's going to have to have that week where all four days the thing it comes together for him. I thought this might be the week for Rory, but like you said, he he just barely missed uh, too many putts, and his uh, his short game was not good enough. How crazy is that? Fit, that Fitzpatrick wins the Amateur Open. Yeah, in the two, on the same course, right? Eight, eight only years other guy, ago. Yeah, only yeah. other guy to do that was Nicholas, uh, that did that as well. But he goes U.S. Amateur. And the U.S. Open on the same course. By the way, Scotty Scheffler played in that same U.S. Amateur at the Country Club in Massachusetts. Small world. That right. Fitzpatrick won yep. in 2013. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Jeff Seeley also had the winner. Great job, Jeff. But let me throw well, he, he, he has. Did. A, he did. Brooks Kepka didn't win. <laughs> he does have a blind spot for Brooks. Brooks and he added some more. Uh, he added some more Kepka in play. Uh, uh, and Kepka was a disaster again. What do we do with Kepka? And what do we do with Shoffley? I we have to talk. Okay. We have to talk Mitch okay. off the ledge okay. too. That I saw Mitch Moss's tweet. Yeah. Um, here's the thing about Kepka. I think he's a favorite to go to the Saudi tour. I agree. And that could happen this week. Uh-huh. We're going to have some golf news coming up this week. 
and some of these guys who might defect from the PGA Tour. What do you do with Xander Shoffley? Uh, he was seven over at one point yesterday. He bl- completely blew up on Saturday. He had finished in the previous five U.S. Opens no worse than seventh. Is he turning into the next Ricky Fowler? Oh, God. God, that was one of my favorite lines. Butch Fowler Harmon. finished in the top five of every major uh, in a calendar yep. year. And then Butch Harmon got in his face. You want to yeah. be a golfer or a Kardashian? Right. Oh, it was a great line. Uh, <laughs> you want to go that far? Oh, God, I hope that's well, not Well, he's not the there case. yet. I mean, he used to, well, he was, you could put pencil him in every major for a top five finish during that stretch uh, that he had. Jeff Seeley bet that prop a couple years ago. Would he go over, uh, was it six, seven and a half majors? Till, he had until 2040. Are oh, you talking about Kepka? Kepka. Kepka. Yeah, okay. Right. Kepka. I mean, if you're, if you're going to say he's getting into Fowler territory, oh, my God. Well, I, I think Shoffley's getting into Fowler territory. Oh, Shoffley. Shoffley. Okay. Shoffley. Okay. Uh, Kepka, he's not there yet. Kepka said something over the weekend that, People hate confidence. You see that? People hate confidence, and that's why they don't like me. I don't, I don't think people hate confidence. They hate arrogance, yes. especially when you don't back it up. That's right. If you're going to back it up and win some majors, that's good. It's mm-hmm. been a while since Kepka uh, won a big tournament, too. Only four of the 15 live golfers made the cut. Yeah. That did, uh, Phil was a disaster. Oh, Phil geez. was minus $3 to miss the cut, and he was, what, 11 over? I mean, he was... Uh, he, it was a fiasco out there for Phil. You had some other good stories, too, with uh, some top five, some top tens. Adam Scott was 4-1 to one to finish in the top 20, and Keegan Bradley gave it a go as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're less than a month away from the uh, British Open. Any any thoughts on uh, Rory's the uh, the favorite at most spots? Do you have any thoughts on, on the uh, You know, I looked at it last British. night. I, I'm not sure Rory's short game is good enough for him to win at St. Andrews. I, I really, and you're going to bet him at 12 to one odds? Probably not. I thought this was the course where he had the best shot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Will Zalatoris is still going to be a popular play because his iron play is elite. Strokes gained, approach to the green. He's number one on tour. Yep. And that's going to be important when we're handicapping St. Andrews. Not sure. But Paul, how many times can a player bounce back? How many times can you be resilient when you keep finishing second? It seems to be in good spirits, though. He is. Just he's like, tw- yeah, he's 25 one, years old. Yeah, he says it yeah. hurts, but... Uh, he's going right. to bounce back, but uh-huh. he's going to bounce back. And here, I think Jeff Davis at Circus should put up this prop. Mm-hmm. Will, will Zalatoris finish second in the British Open? Put up the option uh-huh. to bet Will, Willie Z, to finish exactly yeah. in second place. Yeah. I'll give okay. you another one, too. Is our, 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 old, our dear friend... Uh, May he rest in peace, Brian Blessing. He was always like, get in there, post a number. And you never know. I thought Matsuyama was going to do that. Mm-hmm. If Matsuyama could have got the four under, these other guys could have vomited on themselves. That could, that was in play. But then uh, he, he couldn't get there. Couldn't get the four or five under. First hour of Follow the Money presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. A great house special today with a lightning score in the first 10 minutes. Yes, it's plus 165. We can all agree the worst part of the weekend and the golf tournament was this. Everyone agrees on this. I'll tell you what it is coming up next on Fall the Money Visa, the sports betting network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to CallShe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The Great American Race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. VSEN summer specials here, only $19. You get everything VSEN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up there, you'll get the daily best bets. Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. Preseason coverage, less than two months away from the Hall of Fame game. Another golf major, USFL, the full VEASAN experience. Get every edition of Point Spread Weekly, the live video stream, whatever you want it. $19 through July 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. Well, that escalated quickly. The Yankees are now 1100 to win the AL East after they take two out of three in Toronto and lost yesterday and blew a five-run lead. Mm-hmm. But they are second in runs, first in slugging, first in ERA, first in batting average against, first in home runs. They entertain, uh, they take on uh, Tampa tonight after they just swept them at home. Six of the seven, by the way, head-to-head have gone under. But this is a 16-2 and run. Yesterday they lost for the first time since June 8th. It is an 11-game lead. 29-7 and seven at home, where they've won 14 in a row at home. It, it 11 shutouts. They also, over the weekend, handed Manoa his first loss at home in his career yep. in 16 starts. My God. I mean, you come, I can't believe they lost yesterday, blowing the five-run lead and getting beat 10-9. to Then you throw Cole again. But the updated win total at William Hill is now 104 and a half. It, it, it's staggering what this team has been able to do in the start they're off to. Nuts. Well, I will admit, when uh, the Yankees had a, a win total post of 91.5 before the season, I thought that was a little bit high. I know, I? I know a lot of other baseball guys oh, yeah. who thought uh-huh. the Yankees would go under that number, too. So this is a big surprise to a lot of people. They're, tw- like you said, 29 and 7 at home. Right now, 32 games over 500. And that's after blowing the big lead yesterday. I actually. Saw the Yankees up big in that game, eight to three, and just assumed they were going to win. Right, their top two bullpen guys were unavailable yesterday, and that had a lot to do with why the Yankees blew the lead and lost that game. But they still have a, at this point, a run differential of plus one forty three. How about that? Which is the, uh, the largest in baseball by a large margin, by about thirty runs. Dodgers are number two, and Dodgers have had their problems. Well, we discussed this last week. I mean. Going back when that homestand started, they were only only $3 to win the division. Then they swept the Angels, yeah, yeah. swept Detroit, went to Minnesota, took two out of three, and, and swept the Cubs back at home. But then we said, well, what if they do well in this tough stretch they have coming up? What's the, what's the price going to be then? So they swept Tampa at home and then took two out of three against Toronto. And then, uh, and then it's, the price has just taken off here. For them to win the AL East. And they they have Tampa for three. Then it's Houston at home. A's. And then they go to Houston. Uh, and there's bad blood there between those organizations. But but th- this starting pitching is, is ridiculous. What you have. Nasty Nestor. Cole's had a good year. The bullpen, as you mentioned. Holmes hasn't allowed a run. To me, he has to be the closer. Mm-hmm. We're on that coming up with Will Hill. But it, it, it's. Th- this record is ungodly. What they're doing. 
And and you're right. I bet under 92 and a half with the win total before the season. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the pitching's fantastic, what they're doing with the bullpen. Well, I think and then there's so many tough outs in that lineup. That's for Cortez is the biggest surprise. Yeah. Uh, I actually had no idea he was going to be as good as he is, uh, has been this season. The, the lineup's still got some hole. I think there's still a couple soft spots in that lineup. Now, Joey Gallo started to hit a little bit more. And... Um, Connor Falefa is uh, not a power guy. I don't, I don't think he's got a home run yet this season. Well, what if they get Donaldson? Gary Sanchez, going? you don't have the same power from the catcher position. Uh-huh. What's that? What if they get Donaldson going? And Donaldson got going yesterday, yeah. hit a home run yesterday. Uh, I actually, I wonder if uh, the Yankees' bullpen is going to be an issue. Right now, I think it's one of the better bullpens in baseball, but you're maybe an injury or two away from that not being the case, and the Yankees are not as strong as in the bullpen as they have been, or, or as they were in the first couple months. And by the way, Aroldis Chapman, don't even put him in the conversation for being the closer. I agree. Because he's done. If you bet on the Yankees and Chapman comes in the game late, you're like, oh, no, here we go again. This guy just walked the bases loaded, and uh, it's going to be living on the edge. I think the... I think the Yankees probably deserve to be that big of favorites right now, but still, we're talking about middle of June and a long baseball season. It wouldn't surprise me if at some point they start to come back to the pack or the Blue Jays get hot and close the gap. Donaldson, Rizzo, Judge, Stanton. I mean, there's so many tough guys in that lineup. Uh, but that's it. That's the other thing about, you know, the Blue Jays have had a so-so season, too. And a little now, bit disappointing, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And now uh, Tampa hosts the Yankees tonight. Cole... Is a dollar thirty road favorite. What a matchup going against McClanahan, and they beat McClanahan last week. That was the vicious beat under first five when he gave up the three run shot with two outs. I would be concerned the fact that the Rays have not played well lately and they're back home after a nine game road trip, which is a Malinsky special. And as I just pointed out, of the seven head to head meetings this year, six have gone under mm-hmm. between these teams. But it's all, you know, you got to go, it's funky. American League game, you got to go under six and a half. What do you think tonight? Well, I like to raise a little bit tonight, about a plus 120. Shane McClanahan has been a lights out starting pitcher. He doesn't get much uh, media hype. 78 innings this season, he's got 105 strikeouts. That's 12.1 per nine. And last week when he faced, it was last Wednesday when he faced the Yankees in New York, uh, he allowed three hits in six innings. But only one of those four runs was earned. When he struck out seven. So it's not like he pitched poorly or the Yankees beat him up. I think under might be a way to look in this game, but I'm going to look at the underdog. I think can probably take the plus uh, 118, 120 out there with Tampa Bay tonight. Okay. You mentioned the Dodgers earlier. They lost two out of three at home to Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Cleveland is a game out of first place. What a story. We talked about that. Sure. Hey, we talked about Friday. Cleveland, I mean, come on. Kershaw is 280. How long is he going to pitch? I think he only went four innings in that game, five innings. And Plesak uh, got the win, and they won two to one. But what do you think with the Dodgers that you have this – you have Gonsolin and Anderson who are combined, what, 16-0? and 0, Yeah. And kind of a bit disappointment that they're only 15 games over 500, and now Mookie's hurt. Are you concerned about the Dodgers? I think you have to be concerned about that. I watch almost all the Dodgers games. There were a couple over the weekend I did not get to see, Paul, because they were on Apple TV, and I don't have that. <laughs> okay. Now the tough beat for you with the streaming, yeah. okay? I I pay for the expanded sports package with the Dodgers network on it, okay. and I can't watch the Dodgers game because they put it on Apple TV, okay? And I don't have that either. Uh, the Dodgers, I think, are a big disappointment right now. But you you can also look at a lot of injuries and just they got some dead wood in the lineup. Uh, Max Muncie has not been hitting. Freddie Freeman hit his sixth home run yesterday. Think about that. We're getting close to the All-Star break, and Freddie Freeman's only got six homers. Yep. Uh, but if, if you look up and down the lineup, Cody Bellinger, they got a lot of guys who just are not hitting up to expectations. Well, some people said he's the best lineup of all time. I mean, is <laughs> Who said that? Buster. I think it was Buster. You know, passing, Buster only. Someone a, said it. Give me a break. Uh, but that, yeah, but they to say you're only 15 games over 500 and a disappointment, I still think that's fair. Because, I mean, they've lost their one and five against the Pirates well, Roberts, this year. Dave Roberts guaranteed the Dodgers are going to win the World Series. Yeah. They're a half game up on the Padres. 
Uh, right now, the Padres have played the first half of the season without Fernando Tatis Jr. Yep. Uh, also, yep. how about the Dodgers? This is where I think the alarm was set off for a lot of people when the Dodgers got swept by, at home by the Pirates at the end of May. That's right. So if you go back to May 30th. Could not happen. Oh, that should never happen. If you go back to May 30th, the Dodgers are 7-11 and 11 in their last 18 games. And now Mookie Betts is headed to the injured Ooh, list. You're hemorrhaging yeah. money there if you've been backing them. No doubt because there are huge prices in these games. That's a good division. But you're right. You know, totally. Good division. And, and the Giants right there again. Got to sure. respect that organization uh, lost yesterday. How about that kid hitting three home runs for the Pirates? But they're nine games over. But, the, I mean, if you saw the injury, though, it doesn't look good for Machado with the ankle running down first base. That uh, looked bad. X-rays were negative. I think he's probably going to be out uh, maybe a week. I think he's going to be, gonna be Just out. Just a week? Three, four days to a week. That did not look huh? good. That did not no, look good. No, it did not look good, but I, they said uh, all things considered, there was you know nothing uh, more than a sprain, nothing more than a sprain. So I think Machado probably misses a week, and he'll be back. By the way, Tony Gonsolin, the Dodgers, you were talking about Nestor Cortez for mm-hmm. the Yankees. Mm-hmm. How about Gonsolin? 8-0 yep. with a 142 ERA. Is he your all-star starter in the National League? He's been the I Dodgers' have, yeah, best pitcher, to, yeah. no doubt. Yes. Has he been the best pitcher in the league, in the, in the National League? Yeah. Who's better? Joe Musgrove, the Padres. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. He's, Musgrove's competition, but they're uh, Max they Scherzer's What's not his ERA? Huh? Yeah. No, not Scherzer. You know, no. Scherzer's. He had a couple rough starts before he got Not hurt. in the picture. So is no. it is it a Joe Musgrove? Is it Tony Gonsolin? Think about that. Those are the best, probably the best two pitchers in the National League right now. Yeah, he's 8-0, and they've only lost one of his starts. Yeah, he's at Musgrove's have a hell of a year, too. Yeah, tough call. Uh, win, lose, up next. An unbelievable dog video. And a 150-to-1 shot came in. Tell you what that was on VEASAN, Fall the Money, the Sports Betting Network. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. The summer specials here, $19. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. The daily best bets, the full VSIN experience, every edition of Point Spread Weekly. You have to have that, must have, and the live video stream, $19 through July 31st. Sign up at VSIN.com slash summer. Excited to have Frank Nobolo on, CBS Sports Golf Analyst at Frank underscore Nobolo. On Twitter, he joins us now to recap the U.S. Open. That was great. Thanks for the time, Frank. Pleasure to talk to you. That was good fun, high drama. Uh, and I thought we were going to get a playoff there, and Will Z falls short yet again. Yeah, it, it was great. I'm, you know, as a fan, not covering it, um, but just getting there to watch for a change, it's a little different and, and see it pan out. And you're right, it looks so much like a playoff, and it took a great shot from Fitzpatrick. You know, he got the double. The fact that he'd won, uh, you know, the first British player for about 100 years to win the U.S. Amateur at at the same very golf course, but just the standard of the of those three guys, you know, throw in Scotty Scheffler, the way in which they played really the last six or seven holes. And the course stood up. I, I'd, I'd never had the chance to play Brookline, but, you know, you got a New England crowd, uh, you got some cooler weather, which meant the ball didn't go as far. I, I just thought it was a winner. It was an absolute winner. Actually, the last two, I, I covered the Canadian Open, as you know, where Rory won, and then on the backs of this, just a great major championship. So, yeah, golf won yesterday. It really did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, CBS had that Canadian Open. That was a great tournament uh, the previous week. All right, so on the 17th hole yesterday, the 72nd hole of the tournament, Willie Z leaves an uphill putt short, about two inches short. I think you got to be more aggressive there and knock that down. Obviously, it's second-guessing, but on uphill putts, you have to be aggressive. And then on 18, out of that fairway bunker, how great was that shot by Matt Fitzpatrick uh, to put it about 20 feet away from the pen? And the second part of this question, Frank, is how resilient can Willie Z be? He, he now has six top 10 finishes and nine major starts, including three second-place finishes. How, how long can this kid keep bouncing back? Well, I know when I worked at the Golf Channel, we used to, you know, always have a segment. Um, normally during the course of a major championship, you know, who's the next best to win a major championship? Uh-huh. Um, you, you, we, the argument really should be, you know, who's the next best to win a tournament, and it's going to be a major, and that's going to be Will Zalatoris. The, the fact that he's still winless 
is uh, just rattles my brain because he's so good. You rattle off the three seconds. He's now been second in Augusta, second in the PGA, and second in the U.S. Open. So that's almost like Louis Oosthuizen's career, um, minus the major. He's for 25. Uh, you know, he's one of the guys. When I walk past on the range, I stop. He hits the ball. I'm, I'm going to. Could very well be the best striker of the ball on the PGA Tour right now. And you know, everybody talks about his putting, but but he's clutch. He's got a big heart, and he did. He didn't do anything wrong. Um, he got caught in the. I think it was 15. Was it 15? Was the two shot uh, the swing hole? That was 15. Yeah. yeah, yeah, 15. And that was the difference. But the way he played the last few holes, I know you could say, yeah, it gives it a, a, an ounce more, and, a, and maybe it goes in on 17. But the drive he hit. And then he actually had a really good putt on 18, but um, you referenced that second shot of, of Fitzpatrick. It was game, set, and match there because if he catches the lip, uh, you know, if you've noticed his caddy, Billy Foster, who'd caddy for so many great players. I've known Billy for 30, 40 years. He first started off with a guy called Gordon Brand Jr., who played Ryder Cup, sadly passed away. So I saw Billy and Fitzpatrick at the PGA Championship, and it, it had escaped my mind that Billy had never been on a winning bag. So if you watch there or go back, Billy's almost plumb bobbing, and he's trying to see how much of the lip or where Fitzpatrick can go, how far left of that lip can he go and still hit it on the green. Mm-hmm. So it was a calculation, and, and it was just – it was a memorable shot. I, I think of the Masters, Scotty Scheffler's chipping on three, and I'm going to remember that second shot of Fitzpatrick at 18. Uh, the whole weekend was great. Saturday was phenomenal, too, with eight players uh, having the lead. And uh, you see how tough the course was. How big of a break did the players get with the rain Saturday night, in your opinion? I, I think the tournament got a break. Uh, you know, I didn't want to see what we've seen at some of the U.S. Opens in the past where the course literally bakes out and, you know, they're, they're struggling to make par. I, I think the amount of rain that they got allowed us to see exactly what we, sh- we saw on Sunday, which was a reward for something great. Okay. And they still got punished. So, so you, you saw Matsuyama shoot 65, so it meant a score was out there. You couldn't defend on a golf course that, you know, you, it was like a tie rope. So it all added up from, from day one, basically, the way the course just sort of – we got to know the golf course, if you'd never seen it before, like myself – and then by Sunday, uh, the players at least got a chance where it just wasn't playing defensive golf. So I, I think the rain actually was just like the little icing on the cake. I know a lot of people commended Mike Wan on the job he did uh, as he was interviewed over the weekend and on the coverage uh, as well, the USGA CEO. What, what do you think of what Juan had to say and what do you think of this? Uh, what Liv will become and what Liv could become if he'll have sustained power? Well, hey, that's a that, that's that's a couple of questions in one. I'll I'll deal with Mike one first. Um, you know, I, I knew of him obviously on the LPGA, and when you know someone's really grinding to do a to do a great job, and they did it. I have some friends that live where I live at Lake Nona here in Orlando. They they play on the LPGA. Good friend Lydia Co. Um, so I know what an effort it is. I mean, a lot of the money is taken to the men's game, and he works so hard. So so he'd learn how to do the job. So when he got the job as CEO as the USGA, the USGA you know, is linked quite closely with the RNA, which is the ruling bodies for the game. So it's a two-pronged attack, right? One is equipment. Does it go too far? We've got to rein that in. Mm-hmm. And the other one really is, is, is PR. And uh, you know, every interview Mike Wan did this week, I think he just nailed it. He got the right temperature. He got the right tone. And uh, he spoke well. And he did not deviate from any of the, the, tough, uh, the tough subjects, including Liv, to your point, where I, I think he, he threw out a little threat, which was needed. Um, yep. You guys are in the gambling business, right? Follow yes. the money. I, I have a different theory to, to a lot of other people on Live Golf. Um, everybody is attacking where the money's coming from, and I'm not disputing that. But golf, like every other sport, has a feeder system. You know, it's like a big funnel. And the bigger that funnel is, is you, you grab players from all over the world now, and then you hope to spit out champions. And that's what it's been doing. The PGA Tour alone has PGA Tour Latin America, China, Canada. That's even before you get on the Corn Ferry Tour. So the wider that net is, and I grew up in New Zealand, we have smaller events that you could sort of play. They're almost pro-am type events. To get in other events, then you leap forward, leap, leap forward to like the Australasian Tour, then you go to Asia, then you go to Europe, and then you come to America. And that system works on the LPGA as well. And Europe has the same type of thing. It's a feeder system. Uh, you know, what Live Golf is doing is literally grabbing a handful of players, 48 players, we all know that, and 12 teams of four. 
So I just, I don't like the concept because to me, and you would know more about it than me, I, I just think it's set up for gambling. I think it's golf's version of horse racing where you're going to allow extremely rich people to buy a team and, um, and, and literally just gamble. It's a gambler's paradise. That's also why it's a shotgun start because you would think that's the fairest way for gambling because if people like what we saw in, on Sunday – when you know what the winning score has been posted, like Matsy Armour, and you know they've got mm-hmm. three or four holes to play, that provides the excitement in our sport. Um, if everybody just tees it off, it really only suits one form, and my view is, is gambling. I don't think it's a long-term as good for golf. I know for the viewer it's probably a little bit of a break now, but that's not even talking about where the money's coming from. And, and the guys have not been transparent. There's, there's two players on the, on the PGA Tour that have lifetime exemptions that have gone, which is Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson. They both have 20-plus wins. So whether they're banned or suspended right now, they would probably get their playing privileges back should they choose to or, or fight for it. Um, the rest really are sheep jumping on because they're being persuaded by, by, by the money. And you know, I've tried to put myself in that situation. What would I do? And it's, it's, it's extremely intoxicating. But it, it is really dangerous for the sport because it kills the feeder system. That's interesting. And I don't think uh, the Live Tour is going to attract much betting action unless you get several more big-name players who uh, defect from the PGA Tour. Uh, quick follow-up to that. Do you think Brooks Kepka, some other big names, might follow? Or are we, are, who are we going to hear about this week or next week that's going to leave for the Saudi Tour? Yeah, I've heard a lot of people, you know, they've gone backwards and forwards, obviously some of the flack they're getting. But but I do want to disagree because just with the betting thing, because mm-hmm. if you know the Middle East or, for example, you know, when they say sports, uh, Malaysia was a hotbed there for a while, where soccer, for example, people bet on anything. So if you allow some, uh, it's, it's a bit like the high stakes table at Vegas. Nobody has to see what's going on. But if, you know, if I can buy a team for, you know, I've heard some crazy numbers in excess of $200 million to buy a team. Then, then, like I said, it becomes like a racehorse. It mm. doesn't. The name is almost irrelevant. You've mm. just got people to. You, you're basically trying to sell your teams, and that's how they're going to get the money back. So they're really not even interested that much in the TV product. So therefore, they're not really interested in the viewer. It's a way for some very, you know, some people that are that have got time on their hands and a lot of disposable cash. They'll bet on two flies on a wall. But um, so, so that that's the biggest concern. But to to your question. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, it's inevitable that, that a few more, I don't know if it's a handful, I don't know if it's one or it's two, um, every week, you know, inside, uh, inside the game, that number, you know, you hear a guy going, yeah, I'm going, and then you hear, no, he's not. So um, it, it's, it, it's it, like I said, it's a, it's a ticking time bomb at the moment for the game because, you know, these players today have benefited from the Tiger Woods era. They've never played for more money. Tiger Woods benefited from Jack Nicholas and and, uh, and oddly enough Norman and and Curtis Strange and all that. E- each player has got into that situation where they've benefited in the sport, just like every other sport worldwide. And this would be the first time where they're just going to take a big piece out of the top and then go, "I'm not really interested in I'm really the future of the game." Yeah. You, you meant to leave it in a better place than where you found it. Excellent job, Frank. Good to talk to you, and we'll catch up with you soon. Appreciate it. Cheers, guys. Keep it up, eh? You got it. I think he's talking more about gambling on that live tour around the world, not necessarily what we see in Vegas. It's right. a little bit different. I'd like to get his top five for the British Open. Do you think Willie Z would be in his top five? Yes, I do. Absolutely. Up next, we'll get to the NFL, and could we see the suspension news coming down with Watson, and they have to cut out these $100,000 dinners. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The Sports Betting Network. Welcome back for all the money. Paulie Howard, Matt Humans, Mitch out back tomorrow. We'll talk to Will Hill coming up next about the Yankees and the MLB card coming up. Story of baseball continues to be the Yankees and the Mets. They're crushing it. Top ROI and most profitable teams. And Game 3, Stanley Cup Final, Greg Wyshynski. In 45 minutes as well. Okay, the Washington Post reports that the NFL will argue that Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson should receive a significant suspension for violating the personal conduct policy. Uh, Mike Flory also reports the divide intensifies in the league office over the handling of the Watson story and the possible suspension and that it could be a historic suspension. What could happen with the punishment and severe that this could be a year or maybe longer what could happen? And this begs the question then: mm-hmm. when this comes down, and I think he's going to get at least a year. What? what I guess they because so many places took it off the board now, but still you can uh, get the win totals, especially here at Circa, and with the alt numbers. But what do you want to do with the yes no playoffs? They're still favored at one spot to win the division, which I can't believe. I, mean, I think we all agree he's missing at least eight games. Yeah, I think right? so. I think that's I mean, fair to say. Uh-huh. Deshaun Watson's going to get a minimum eight-game suspension, and I'm not—I'm not, I'm not going to be one bit surprised if we don't see him at all in 2022. That would mean yep. he's out of football completely for two years. Yep. Now, the other thing too about how the Browns butchered this, and uh, did didn't even reach out and talk to anybody other than oh, you know Watson. Geez. Like, what do you think he's going to say? And then Watson, <laughs> I can't believe this. He just plays this with his leverage about, you know, I'm going to go to the Falcons. Atlanta's hot for me. And they go, okay, well, here's three. This could go down as one of the worst trades in NFL history. If there's a severe suspension, who knows how many women could come out too. I mean, maybe by next week we're up to 32 or something. But that you give give them all this guaranteed money and three first-round picks, this could be Herschel Walker territory. But the guy, the, the head of security with the Texans who gave him the NDA, the non-disclosure, to give to the massage girls used to be in the secret service. So you don't think the Browns could just going to, they have everyone at their disposal. Mm-hmm. Just say, you know, talk to some of these women, see what we can find out about Watson. And they didn't bother to do any of that. They just said, okay, well, you see, you say you, you're okay. And uh, you never did anything to these women. I guess we'll go along with it. Here's $200 billion guaranteed. Browns, what are they doing? They did not investigate. The Browns said they did an investigation, but they didn't. It's obvious they didn't. I read a story in the New York Times, I'll say a month before the Browns uh, signed this deal with Watson. And if you read that story, there's no way you would have signed this guy to a $240 million, $230 no. million guaranteed contract. Uh, what those women were saying in that story was sickening. It said a lot about Deshaun Watson's character. And that tells me the Browns did no investigation. What they did was they saw the Texas grand juries did not indict Watson 
And they said, okay, that's good enough. We're yeah. going to sign him to this contract. And uh, they didn't do their due diligence. They didn't talk to any of the women involved. And this it, could end up being uh, one of the worst contracts. It might end up being one of the five worst contracts in NFL history. They also probably thought it was just going to blow over and just say, okay, well, that's on uh, to something else. But they, they didn't. I guess they didn't expect all these other women to come forward, too, after the HBO Real Sports and, and what happened uh, with the New York Times article. Beyond all this, Paul, uh, $230 million guaranteed for Deshaun Watson. Does he deserve that? Has he played to that? I would say no chance. I kind of feel like the hype for Deshaun Watson is uh, far surpasses what we've seen That's from him fair. on the football yeah. field in reality. Yep. The alt high for wins here at Cirque on the Browns is 9.5. Yeah. The under is minus 215. Regular season win total is now 8.5. The alt low is 7.5. Under plus 185. How big of a drop-off is there? And you're right, he, he was out all the last year. So he's going to be out essentially two years out of right. football. Yeah, okay. So how big of a drop-off is there between him and Brissett or somehow, some way, <laughs> if they can kiss up and make up with Baker Mayfield? But that, that's a fascinating thing about Mayfield was they were almost in the AFC title game a couple years ago, but he was so bad last year playing hurt. Well, yeah, he was also injured last year. Yep. I, I don't want to make excuses for Baker Mayfield because he wasn't that good, but uh, – you know, they, the Browns could still win. They would be better off with Baker at quarterback than Jacoby Brissett. And I kind of like Brissett. He's not he's not terrible. Let's look at the uh, the prop here mm-hmm. at Circus Sports. Will the Browns make the playoffs? It opened, yes, minus 150. Chris Bennett here at the uh, Circuit told me he took a couple of bets recently on the no at minus 145. A few days ago, he took bets on no minus 145. So he moved it to minus 210. So... This is flipped from yes, minus 150 to no, minus 210. And Chris Bennett said he, he made the move basically because there's so much negativity on the Browns in the betting market. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. That's a major shift sure. in the numbers. Could be, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, what, what do you, what's realistic with Brissett? The other thing is I don't, I, I don't think you're giving the Steelers any respect either. I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers win more games than the Browns. Sure. They made the playoffs last year and got nothing out of the quarterback position. Right. So if they stick with Trubisky and give them a chance – now they're doing things backwards there with all the money is spent on defense and nothing is spent on offense, which is nuts in 2022. But they had the worst QBR of a team that made the playoffs last year. Uh, it's it still Tomlin finds a way to always be around 500. But I'll give you another one. Are the Ravens, you know who likes the Ravens? Everybody. Why? What do you think? Of, maybe there's too much smoke in, in I don't. The I don't think the Ravens. the Ravens should be the favorites to win that division. Why are the Ravens the favorites to win that division? Uh, I guess eight and three, and then the, the the COVID stuff and the injuries and all the close losses. I guess it may be a big year for a Lamar. I don't yeah. know. Well, yeah, get the Bengals right there. Went to the Super Bowl. Bengals went to the Super yeah. Bowl. There's a second choice in the division. Um, I I actually wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens are the third best team in the AFC North. That low? Yeah. Third? Oh, come on. Third. They were eight and three, and then uh, all, all hell broke loose. They were eight and three. Yeah, how'd the season finish? Well, come on, you play. Everyone was decimated <laughs> by COVID. What do you? Close losses uh, though, too. I mean, they're also going for two, and uh, things didn't work out against Green Bay and the other tough losses. Well, that had. division's so tight. I, I don't think much separates the four teams in that division: Ravens, Bengals, yep. Browns, Steelers. And I actually think the Steelers. Could be a lot better than some people think. Trubisky is not that bad. I know he's he's got a bad reputation. It's His, not a ringing endorsement. I have to agree. I know. Huh? Yeah, you're right. He's not that bad. The, av- the average football fan <laughs> thinks he's a joke, and the per- public perception is that Mitchell Trubisky's a clown. He's not. Well, Nagy didn't do him any favors. Yeah, if you look at his numbers when he was with the Bears, they're actually pretty good. And he did that despite having very few off- offensive weapons around him and a coach who is a buffoon. Yes. When Matt Nagy was coach of the Bears, he was a play-calling buffoon. So I don't think Trubisky is nearly as bad as a lot of people make him out to be. The I no, actually think he's de- he's a decent quarterback. He, he could surprise a lot of people by how well he plays this year. The no on the Browns to make the playoffs now. And now with the no, I mean, this and 
I think you, you may have missed it, but still a good time to jump on it. Is that there's just no way I don't see any scenario where they don't drop the hammer on him. Right. I think the best case right now is ten. So Browns still 10 have games. a right. Browns still have a pretty good football team, but if you don't have the right quarterback to pull the trigger, you're in big trouble in the NFL. So a few days ago, the Browns minus one forty five mm-hmm. to miss the playoffs. Now minus two ten. That's moved. That's a big move in the last five days. I don't, Paul. I don't think we're going to see Deshaun Watson play at all in twenty twenty two. Where where would you set that number? Will Deshaun Watson take a snap this season? Yes, no. Does he? He's a slight favorite to take a snap, probably. No. You think so? I don't think that's he's going to play. That's your number. What would you make it? Oh, I, said, I think it's a dog. I huh? think for him to take a snap, I think it's a dog. Good sized dog. So you don't think he's going to play either? No. Okay. No. I, I agree with Charles Robinson too. Yeah. People will compare it to Ridley. And say, how can a guy get a whole year putting in a couple of parlays and you're up to 66 women here and, and he's not going to get the whole year? Sick. And, and it comes out. And, and the NFL's pushing hard for it and they know. And his and Watson's people expect a significant suspension well, like violating you, the personal conduct. I think you conduct. opened the segment by saying he's going to get at least eight games, right? I would say. That's minimum eight. I don't see how he doesn't. Yeah, I mean, ten. I don't even say. Yeah, I mean, to me, he's got to get a year. He's got to get a year. I don't think he plays at all. Right. Right. I'm trying to think what the best case scenario for him would be in the Browns. But you also have to wonder about what the fan base is thinking here. Or people who cover the team got to be dirt feel dirty. What's going to happen? No doubt. Right. Forget about it. People forget about it. Go ahead. So they're paying the price. They didn't do their own investigation, did not do their due diligence, and now they probably have buyer's remorse because they paid $230 million guaranteed for a quarterback who's a PR disaster right now. Shame on the league, too. I mean, this should have been done a while ago. Where's the paid leave? I mean, there's more women come forward. The league's done a horrible job handling this. Will Hill, Bet Rivers New York City podcast host up next on the Red Hot Yankees, who he likes today in the big matchup against Tampa, and Judge to lead the league in home runs. Good Aaron Judge prop straight ahead. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome back. The summer specials here $19. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. You get every edition of Point Spread Weekly. It's a must have. The betting tools and the live video stream whenever you want it. $19 through July 31st. Sign up now. slash summer. ESPN, ABC, Game 3 tonight. Stanley Cup final. Greg Wyshynski joins us now. ESPN senior NHL writer and the award show tomorrow as well. Well, how, how about the, thanks for the time as always. How about the, we want the cup chant in the first period Saturday night. <laughs> They're fired up, man. But I mean, they, they have a right to be fired up. I mean, you know, the, the, the avalanche right now, are, uh, I think I, I said the other day, there's like a, uh, like a steamroller with buzz saws for wheels at this yeah. point. <laughs> um, I mean, look, they've lost twice in the playoffs. I mean, both in the same series, the blues, um, they just eviscerated the lightning in game two. Um, so those fans have every reason to be confident that they're watching one of the most impressive playoff runs that we've seen from any of these teams in a long time. And, but like, again, the, 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 the key is going to be this game tonight. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the, the lightning, themselves I think have only taken one loss at home and, and have this uncanny ability of kind of finding their game once they get back to Tampa. So it's, I wouldn't count them out quite yet, but my God, they, they got rolled a little bit uh, during times in, uh, in Denver. Tell people just to your point about how dominant they've been in the speed, but your tweet about Tampa Bay couldn't get any offense going when these certain guys were on the ice for Colorado. Yeah, the Colorado's top line of Gabe Landis, Cognathan McKinnon, and Val Nikushkin has, has been absolutely dominant. And what, what Jared Bednar, their coach, did was he didn't shy away from a best-on-best best 
uh, matchup in, in these first two games. He tried to get that line on the ice as much as he could against even Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov, the Lightning's two top players. And as a result in game two, um, the McKinnon line had a shot attempt advantage of nine, nothing when they were on the ice mm. against the lightning. If you combine the first two games, I think it's in the neighborhood of like 19 to three was the final tally for shot attempts for the McKinnon line versus whatever the lightning was throwing at them. So one of the keys tonight, and this is an important one if you're, if you're looking for prop bets is if the lightning have the ability to get their top guys away from that line. I think they will. Obviously, when you're on home ice, you have the ability to have the last change uh-huh. and throw your guys out against whoever you want. And that's going to be huge for Palat. It's going to be huge for Kucherov. It's going to be huge for Stamkos. Palat actually is my, uh, my, my, my prop play on, uh, on ESPN today is for him to score a point at home. He's, he, scored, he scored a point in every home game for them, but, but in particular because I think they'll be able to thrive if they can get away from playing that McKinnon line uh, as they had to in Denver. All right, thanks for that. That's juicy. Uh, we've we've <laughs> well, had we've had a goal. Out, that's good. Yeah, we've had a goal in the first five minutes of both games. Do you see a goal early first five, first ten as well? Well, this is the the trick for tonight. <clears throat> I mean, the the total is six. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been action to the under since the total was established, and I think the thought is narratively <laughs> that if the Lightning are going to win this game, it's going to be a low-scoring affair. And and there's something to be said for. Of um, the first period under, uh, because the Lightning have played to that in the last, I would say, like five or six home games. Um, but the Avalanche haven't on the road. I think they're five, one, and one against the first period over. Um, so I, I, I still think there's a chance we might see some fireworks in this game. I, I know that there's this thought that if the Lightning are going to get back in the series, it's going to be by virtue of it being a 2 1 game or something like that. I think that is because they played a team in the Rangers that they were really able to dominate at five on five. They played a team in, in the, in the Panthers that clearly, clearly didn't know how to get out of their own way offensively in the playoffs. I think the avalanche are a different animal. And I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if the first period uh, sees a little bit more action than the, uh, the current betting markets would indicate. If Colorado was able to do this and only the fifth team to start 14 and two in the playoffs and they haven't lost on the <laughs> road. I mean, if they're able to do this and they win or four when sweep or they win in five, would you put them in there with the Gretzky Oilers? I mean, where, where, where would you put this team if they're able to do this? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I would probably put them more in, in the modes of stuff, like one of like maybe that couple of those Red Wings teams that we saw that, that ended up winning the cup, like just machine-like and efficiency and, and, um, and uh, you know, obviously their best offense, their best defense is a great offense. I mean, Darcy Kemper is still not, to me, <laughs> Uh, yeah. a, a cup caliber goalie. I think the way that they play in front of them is the reason um, where they are, where they are. I mean, when you only get 16 shots on goal against the, uh, the avalanche because you don't have the puck, <laughs> like that's, that's kind of like, you don't really need your goalie to really do all that much. Um, the one thing I'll say about them is this, like the, their journey to the final has been advantageous. Um, they played a national team that lost their starting goalie to injury, like moments before the playoffs started. So they were gutted. Um, I think they caught a major break in that St. Louis series with Bennington's injury because I think the Blues are starting to really kind of put it together. Um, so they caught a break there, and, and but but the, the win over the and, and of course the win over the Oilers they they had Leon Drysaddle on one leg for the entire series. So the, the you know the Avalanche mm-hmm. have caught their bricks. But I was talking to Kale McCarr, their defenseman, the other day, and he made the point that you know one of the things that they've learned in the, in the last couple of years of playoff disappointment is to all, never take your foot off the pedal. And to their credit even when they've had these opportunities where clearly the other team has diminished, they swept Nashville, they swept the Edmonton Oilers. Um, and you know, they weren't going to stop at four, nothing in game two against the lightning. They were going to go all the way up to seven, nothing. So they've got this killer instinct now that I think is really a thing that separates them from, from previous incarnations of this team and from previous cup contenders. All good points. Uh, the other thing, do you see the fatigue finally setting in here? Uh, you have one team with fresh legs and another team that has played 67 playoff games. Since August of 2020, as you wrote, I mean, you know, I think every series is its own animal, and I think the problem with Lightning right now is they're spending so much energy chasing the Avalanche around the ice um, that it's hard for them really to get to their game and, and really create any kind of consistent offensive flow. Where you're going to see some difference, I think, is if the series goes a little bit deeper. That was the thing that happened to the Lightning against the Rangers. Was if you remember the Lightning had nine days off between series? The first two games for them against the Rangers were not very good because they didn't have their legs. No, no such problem, by the way, for Colorado <laughs> with their yeah. layoff. But what, what the Lightning said was that later in the series, they could tell the, the amount of hockey the Rangers had played had caught up to them. 
and uh, the, the rest that they were able to get was a, was a benefit to them. So, you know, it could be a situation where we start, if the series gets extended, you start to see the, uh, the fatigue factor become an issue in games like, you know, six and seven. What do you have on Burakovsky and Kadri status? Well, Kadri has been is here in Tampa, uh, and he's been skating, um, but he's not been really shooting. Um, and the latest we heard from their coach Jared Bednar is that he hopes that Kadri can get in on in, in game three or game four. Uh, Burakovsky is not here uh, after blocking a, a shot in game two, which does impact their their depth a little bit. I mean, you take both of those guys as the lineup. Burakovsky in particular has had a pretty strong final. Um, it could it could you know impact them a little bit, and especially. Um, with John Cooper being able to kind of get the matchups that he wants, it could it could it certainly help out the Lightning to um, get some guys out against maybe a diminished second line for them. So um, it, it remains to be seen exactly what the lineups are. I'm actually going to be heading to the rink after we get done here to right. kind of see where things stand. Um, but uh, but there's certainly a thing, uh, something to keep an eye on uh, vis-a-vis the uh, the Avalanche's offensive depth in this game. Paul, the money, Visa, and the Esports Betting Network. Paulie Howard, Matt Humans, Greg Wyshynski, our guest, ESPN, senior NHL writer. Game three tonight, ESPN, ABC. Game four, Wednesday. And then in the middle of that, we have the award show on Tuesday. Uh, do, do, do you think there's any drama there? What do you think you, you expect tomorrow with the awards? <laughs> well, we've already seen some of them handed out, obviously, uh, during the, the playoffs. But, um, you know, the, the Hart Trophy one should be intriguing. The Norris Trophy one should be intriguing. I mean, I, I think... I think Austin Matthews probably wins the heart. The Norris is, is a little bit more um, interesting. That's the one for the best defenseman. I've, I was talking to a lot of uh, writers when we were in um, in Colorado, and, and I was surprised to see how much um, support Roman Yossi got uh, for the award. I thought, you know, he had an amazing offensive season for the National Predator, to arguably the MVP of that team, but it did kind of feel like a coronation for Kale McCarr, the Avalanche, heading into this award. And uh, that's a little bit more up in the air, I think, than maybe I anticipated. I, I, I put McCarr first on my ballot, um, and I think a lot of people did. But but don't sleep on the fact that that might be the only award where we could still see an upset, I think. Does Shesterkin have a shot at the MVP? I mean, <laughs> he should, right? But the thing, the thing about goalies, um, it's tough because, like, you have to have incredible stats, which he did. Where I think he got hurt was towards the end of the season where his numbers dropped a little bit at the same time the Rangers' overall team got better. Okay, And and so it sort of evened things out at the wrong time for him. It was right around where the balloting happened. But the, the trick for, for a goalie winning MVP is, is there's an award for a goalie. So it becomes kind of like the classic baseball MVP, Conn Smythe thing. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, Cy Young thing where it's like, oh, you guys have an award, right? So like, so you don't need, you don't need this one. We're going to give this one to the skaters. You have your goalie award and we're going to give you that one. Um, and, and so it becomes kind of a, a challenge for goalies to win. But I, I think he was second on my ballot behind Matthews and the head of McDavid. I just thought he was mm. spectacular for them for about three quarters of the season. And they certainly wouldn't have been where they were without him. Excellent work as always. We'll be watching tonight. Thanks for a few minutes. Enjoy the game. Yeah, anytime. Thanks, boys. All right, Greg Wyshynski. There you go. Dollar ten, six the total. Uh, first period, he mentioned the one and a half. Goal in the first five is plus one ninety. The house special at Bet Rivers, the quick strike. Tampa to score in the first ten is plus one sixty five. Goal in the first ten is minus one fifty. You have the alt totals as well, four and a half, and uh, eight and a half. The adjusted series price at Bet Rivers. Colorado's minus six seventy. Wow. Tampa is eighteen and two off a loss going back the last few years in the playoffs. Hasn't worked out the last two games. Yeah. But Colorado hasn't lost on the road as well. They're perfect on the road too. So fourteen and two so far in the playoffs. And one of the games they set on the lead and blow a three nothing lead against St. Louis. Would you have to pick the exact series result right now? Would you say lightning in six or seven or avalanche in four, five, six or seven? Oh no, Colorado in five. It, you just no, but you see you see Plus what the fresh legs. Here at there is too much speed in the fresh legs. Absolutely. And that's 67 that's the key number to me. 67 playoff games since August of 2020. And they if they continue to get the Vasilevsky, my God, win lose up next 150 to one shot game. There's 
there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.